Hi everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of the local sex shop. My name is Mikaela and I am your hostess. Today, as you probably have seen from the title of the episode or the description, we're going to be talking about a very, very specific topic that not everyone gets to experience in relation to sex and relationships. Today, we're going to be talking about racial fetishization and dating. And to give you a very brief description of what racial fetishization would mean, it's when someone is attracted to someone else, specifically because of their race and their characteristics that are associated with their race and most likely stereotypes that are associated with their race. And today, to talk about this topic, we're going to get one perspective from uh, a black woman who is with us to talk about her experiences. So Momo, would you like to say a couple of things about yourself? Um, <laughs> where to start? Um, my name is Momo, as you've had in the introduction. Uh, I'm living in Kronigan, but I originally come from the UK. My background is uh, I'm of Nigerian descent, so <laughs> specifically Yoruba. I studied uh, design at Minerva Academy. I am also queer as well. I'm pansexual, um, grey romantic, and uh, I do identify as the non-binary woman. So <laughs> um, overall, I'm just a very colourful person. I'm really deep into politics, um, deeply with like Marxist politics as well. Uh, also art and making, being creative and cooking, so. <laughs> I love all of it. Sounds, sounds like so many things that we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but today, uh, since we're focusing about the topic of racial fetishization, I'm going to try to focus on that and on your experiences regarding that. Um, so you said you you grew up in the UK. I was wondering, well, since um, well, the UK is predominantly white, I would say, and you're not white, yeah. um, have you had any experiences where you started thinking that maybe you are being perceived differently from your surroundings growing up? Oh. <laughs> So, <clears throat> uh, there's this perception uh, about European racism being subtle. And growing up, uh, it was like you had to decode if someone was being racist or not, specifically in a predominantly white society uh, in Europe, for example. So some people will say, like, they wouldn't try to infer it, but they would say like, oh, you know, well... You can't, I, you can't just assume that I'm racist just because I said this racist thing to you. And then I'm like, there's a lot of like gaslighting that goes into it. And sometimes there would be moments where you get treated differently by your classmates, for example. Like <clears throat> one of my uh, teachers, for example, uh, was subtly, very subtly racist. Like she would be very, very harsh to the black kids compared to the white kids in my class as well. So, and... Over time, I wasn't really sure, but then afterwards, I kind of picked up, oh, she was actually really racist. So, 
and even when people speak into you as well like there is that like subtle racism where they would kind of give you that compliment but they would also kind of sling that racism as well like you, you have to really think about it and even if you accuse them of being racist there will be like but i have a black friend or my daughter is like married to a black man and i have have black children so it's like you're not winning in this like you're not really winning to be honest yeah so how do you learn how to identify the behaviors that are racist then if it's so you know it's such a gray area it's not always clear and people think about stuff they have their own uh, preconceptions but they're not always so forward with them oh even for me i'm still even trying to figure that out to this very day but if there were it would also be the language that they use like dog whistles for example like they would say maybe a slur or something like an old-timey slur but they would say like things like well you know it's just that you're a little different (laughs) you're a little different or you know it will sometimes be like this positive racism that also comes into it as well not always like negative but they were like you know you black people are just very good at like sports or something or it's like you know it's just this area is a little bit too dark for me some these are some of the things that i've heard people say before or like they would avoid certain areas because it's a little too colored for their liking Mm. so (laughs) even they they wouldn't say outwardly the the specific thing but they would just try and weasel around it like colored or a little too dark or something around like your skin or something it's like you just you have very interesting skin <laughs> you know <laughs> do you think it would be better if they just say black yeah i always say this i was like you can just say black it's no one <laughs> i'm not gonna come for you it's just as a specific way of saying like if you say like blacks for example i'm gonna give you a little side eye but if you say black it's fine but they would just say other waffle words basically yeah but also that's uh, maybe um an indication of the fact that in their head they think that saying black is a is a negative word in itself yeah it's it's very strange to be honest because like white is not like a negative word to say or asian is not a negative word to say but like for some reason black seems like the taboo word to say and they would use other they would use like other words being like you're you're dark-skinned or something or they would sometimes say like compare you to food Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get back at this later. <laughs> um, but you also mentioned, uh, for example, the um, the stereotypes of like you said, oh, you're black, so you must be a good athlete. Yeah. What are some other specific stereotypes that you have heard based on your race? Um. So. In the context of my Nigerian descent, there is a lot of jokes about the Nigerian scammer as well that I often hear and it makes me cringe a little bit because it is the circumstances of that is a bit like complex. Um, it's about like people who are, are scammers. There's like a hole in Nigeria, they call it 419 or Yahoo Boys as well. And they go online and like scam people online. But that is a bit of a 
something to do with like class and it's a little bit more complicated to to dissect for this podcast but that one there's also one specifically because I'm a black woman there's this idea that we're sassy and we're loud and we're a strong independent woman and stuff and it feels like annoying to deal with or there is like you know black women are like curvier than every other kind of group of women like they've got big butts they're very hypersexual like the jezebel or something or the mammy if you will and sometimes you are also like because of that you're ended up being pitted against like other non-black women specifically like white and asian women as well so yeah it's almost like your body is up for a display and it feels very dehumanizing (laughs) so those are a lot of the more stereotypes there's also one specific um that has something to do with uh, black men and their penis size for black women as well as also our size of our vaginas as well as tend to be more deeper and more bigger which is you know very very strange yeah I feel like that's a kind of unnecessary thing to pay attention to. I, yeah. Like when conversing with people, why would you need to know that? <laughs> exactly. Why, why, why bring that up, for example? Like, uh, I, I, to be honest, I have too many anecdotes. I have some anecdotes about that, to be honest. Are you want to share? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, this is a sex podcast, so... Um, for example, like I, uh, I've met a lot of non-white people, and sometimes they will bring up about black men's cocks, and specifically on dating apps, it's also kind of a lit, a little bit yikesy. Um, so, for example, there was this one guy who was like, "Oh, I won't be able to satisfy you because my penis is small." <laughs> no, I'm no shame to him having a small penis, but it's just came out of left field okay like and i was like what do you mean by that and then it's like yeah because you're so used to like you know going down on black men with big cocks and stuff and i was just like whoa (laughs) it's just (laughs) i was like where did so for years i didn't understand why like non-white people kept bringing this up like i had also another colleague as well at my old job also say like oh you've never been with a black man just you don't know how big their like cocks are as well and i was like where is this coming where where is this coming from why why and then it turns out i learned that it actually comes from porn and i was like wow you people are so weird Uh, I think uh, they kind of lose track of reality and uh, and porn, which is fantasy, especially since porn like only popularizes very specific things and it's not so so diverse in in body types and how bodies look. And also since we mentioned uh, food before and being called n- names that are related to food, what are some things that, you've you've heard that link race with food um so like for example your skin you're constantly compared to chocolate like your dark chocolate skin or you are like brown (laughs) brown sugar or something and it feels like okay that's that's real nice but like 
can you call me something else but the food comparison like um also another anecdote as well but like i remember there was a guy on tinder and he was like you know you have just such lovely chocolate skin and i remember i was like no i said can you please not refer to me as chocolate and stuff and then this guy got mad offended that i didn't like to be compared to food and i explained to him why and then he was like oh so we just can't compliment anybody anymore and i was like but I explained to you, like, there is, like, very bad racial implications with this and that a lot of black people don't really like to be compared to food. Like, it is very, very bad. And some people don't like it. And I specifically stated that I really don't like it at all. And, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really insane that they they talk about stuff and then you're like no i don't like that and they get offended because you you express the preference yeah and because like you know i feel like this is for a lot of some people don't really interact with a lot of black people and the only known images they have of black people is through like media is through like a specifically like american media um uh, or pornography or something and there that's where they get like these ideas and images of what black people are or these stereotypes if you will you know and it can also be ranged obviously back from like the time of colonialism slavery and also like eugenics as well and then afterwards they keep these like images keep rejected like you know keep coming back all the time and then now slowly into media pornography and so on and so on people kind of still have these perceptions and then when they actually meet black people in real life and they say those things then they become shocked or their own fantasy or you know illusion becomes shattered yeah yeah i i, I believe I, I really agree with you because like media really reproduces certain beliefs and it's usually the beliefs of the people who had power to have access to creating the media. So I think it, I will like. I'm really not surprised that the some perceptions that would pass by for years are actually racist. Uh, yeah, and sometimes like you can tell like people who ha don't really interact with other black people or d different kinds of black people like i can tell and sometimes it just feels like you can y you you just want to say like listen like stop <laughs> and stop it entirely and there like people kind of base the stereotypes of you specifically especially if you're like afro-european based on like african-american stereotypes and they don't really seem to see there's like a difference between the two or even with the african diaspora as well across the world so sometimes like people don't really understand there's a difference even amongst ourselves that's true as you say that i'm thinking like of what i could ask you next but i'm also thinking damn that guy with on tinder with the <laughs> with the i'm sorry i can't satisfy you <laughs> i <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like I'm, um, I have much with you, and I'm talking with you. But I'm so sorry. You're not gonna be satisfied from having sex with me. <laughs> I, I still think about that some of the time, and I, it, it baffles me so much about like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, by the way, we talked about uh, porn and how this um, kind of, you know, keeps 
keeps the ideas going and the fantasies going. And I wanted to ask you, from all of my experiences on porn sites, when it's the category that has porn with black people, I never see the word black. I I only see the word ebony, basically. And I, I was wondering, like, is this considered a neutral term? Is this, like, is the word black better? Or, like, do you know where the why the word ebony is used instead of just say, like, black, for example? Honestly, I am so not sure either. Like, I am also just as confused. Is it because it's just another shade of darker brown, probably? But still, yeah, I also even think about that as well. Like, whatever, just saying the word black. Like, is it so bad to say that word? It's just a description. Like, white people don't have, like, a category for themselves on, like, pornography. You don't see, um, I don't know, beige porn or something. <laughs> or porcelain porn. <laughs> but for some reason, every non-marginalized people has, like, a very different category like for trans women for example or for fat for fat women or fat people in general as well or even for like so many different kinds of people that we don't even can't even say the word that describes ourselves it feels very strange to be honest i am also not really sure as well probably probably that we google <laughs> yeah but you're so right about what you're saying for the for the categories like i also did some reading up on it and like what you're saying now i i said it written down like the basically the color of the skin of the people participating it's not really mentioned if it's two white people but once it's like a white people with any other race or just other like people of other races that are not white like the the race suddenly becomes the focal point of the video and why you should watch that like come here we have black people or we have asians or yeah or we have like so and so person but like it's also very very like to be honest i don't really watch porn that much it's a bit too it makes me laugh because it's just very cheesy i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry, I wish I could, but I can't take it seriously. It's a little bit of a comedy for me. But I, I see, like, sometimes when I do used to see, like, porn sites, it would always focus on this big, look at this big black cock with this, like, snow bunny, which is a reference for, like, white women. That's what they call them, snow bunnies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, 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 that's the name. So there is this kind of... Oh. <laughs> I'm even thinking about it. I was like, why? So many questions. <laughs> yeah, but even the term snow bunny, almost yeah. because bunnies are cute and innocent yeah. as well. And it also kind of plays into that stereotype of white woman innocence as well. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, oh, that's like one innocent, like pretty white woman. And then like, what is the other person supposed to be? It's like this big dark black man um big black bull or something like hovering as well like it uh, it comes back down to those old stereotypes and like you know during the colonialism era in which there was this like specific fear of like black men raping white women for example it's like the raping the innocence of the white innocent woman if you will like th a lot of oh there was this famous film that came out like it was one of the big films in the US that was like really really popularized that 
um, fear as well. But the black guy in it was actually in blackface. It was, it was a white man in blackface, but they kind of perpetuated that stereotype as well. It's heavy. It is. It's very heavy. Yeah. And I, I know that like these stereotypes still exist. And for example, from my background, um, I think I told you uh, when we met, like black people did did not used to be a thing in my country, right? So with uh, migration waves, we have more black people now. So we also have a lot of racism. And I feel like what you're saying is something that I, I have already been aware of, like throughout my life, that there is this kind of very strong othering and you don't explicitly like say oh i don't want my children to date black people for example every day but if the subject comes to it it's it's gonna be there and then if you call them racist <laughs> like they're very mad at you because they know the word racist it's a bad word so you shouldn't be called that yeah it gets to like the whole pulk they're like <gasps> how could you call me a racist when, you know, they've said a racist thing. But like, yeah, those those stereotypes that's persisted as well, like the whole mammy and the Jezebel also comes back as well. Like the idea that the black woman is supposed to be this like sexually, um, the sexual being compared to the innocent white woman who is protecting her virginity and purity that, yeah, you are contrasted into this like, this like dichotomy of purity and sex and sexual being and it all comes back obviously it's a very patriarchal look of uh, a woman woman sexuality or a feminine sexuality if you will so yeah <laughs> it's very exhausting definitely sounds like it mm -hmm. and also there are countries i feel like non-western countries that don't have the history that the US has, for example, or that Europe has, they might just end up seeing what the US or Europe has created as like basically mental shortcuts and how like people are perceived in those countries. Then it's also advertised through media to those countries. Yes, that, yeah, I 100% agree. Like, for the record, I did go abroad to China and I did notice that quite a lot that there was this kind of like, a stereotype that came about through from US media specifically about like black people and because obviously they do have migrants specifically from uh, Africa uh, over there as well now but still that US perception of blackness still plays into the role of like non-western colonial countries if you will mm. so what what exactly were there were the thoughts so for example like the the concept of me being an afro-european didn't make any sense to some people over there they were like oh what does this mean what do you mean you're black and you're english i thought it was majority of like white people that lived there i was like yes but there's a difference well there's a little well, colonialism plays into why i'm black and british um, but also like black women, you're constantly compared to like uh, black celebrities as well, specifically Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna as well, who are like both like, <laughs> but I, I, it's still, it's still very weird, but you're constantly compared to those two celebrities because those are like one of the main many black 
well-known black uh, female celebrities that are over there as well. So you're constantly compared to those, or you look like the you look like Beyonce, you look like Rihanna, even though you don't look like them. <laughs> and I'm also dark-skinned as well. <laughs> yeah, all of us are black. That's our thing. Yeah, that's, Come on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're just black. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I had never heard of that comparison before, though. Like, it's you're either Queen Bee or Riri. <laughs> No, there's no dichotomy right there. It's like <laughs> I said again, or like for some other black woman, especially if you're a fat black woman, you're constantly also compared to Lizzo as well. It's like oh, okay, <laughs> the free, <laughs> <laughs> the three archetypes. <laughs> you are the free archetypes right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You must really, really confuse people, cause you're like you're colorful and you're you're like into anime and you're like nothing like those three. What what, what happens? Do they do they have like a circuit? <laughs> <laughs> the brain just starts fizzing out and stuff like that when they're like, um, you look like um um um. I can't, don't know any other black female celebrity. Yeah, so it's always funny to be honest. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Mikaela. Thank you for listening part one of my conversation with Momo. We had such a great conversation that we couldn't possibly finish all of it in around 35 minutes. So we're gonna have a part two coming up. In the second part of our conversation, we're going to be talking about race and BDSM and Momo's Nigerian background in relation to gender expectations. Thank you for listening. <laughs>